Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Be Real, Get Real podcast. I'm your host, Nancy Matthews, and this is where we share real stories of real women who are making a difference in their own lives, in the lives of others, the community, and the world at large. And today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to a true powerhouse. And when I speak of the term powerhouse, when you experience this woman, the power she exudes from a spirit of love and faith and purpose just kind of oozes out of her. So I am completely thrilled and delighted to introduce you to my friend, Jacqueline Lulu Brown. Welcome, Lulu. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Nancy. It is an honor and a pleasure to be here with you today. And thank you for that introduction. I am so humbled and honored. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's what I feel every time I see your name and, uh, and I'm in your presence. It just kind of oozes out of you. So thank you for being you. And uh, before we dive into today's conversation, let me share with our audience a little bit about the powerhouse that is with us today. So Jacqueline Lulu Brown, fondly known as Lulu, is a dynamic woman who spent over 38 years in the information technology and engineering arena. During that time, she held a technical and executive leadership roles, which allowed her to travel globally. One of the things that Lulu discovered during her career in travels was that women in their career, their business, or in the church were feeling the heavy burden of silently carrying their unsaid. I'm familiar with that myself. These unsaid challenges are often not openly discussed because of secret shame and ultimately the fear of revealing one's true self. Now, she is a transformational speaker, elevation leader, women's empowerment consultant, mentor, and licensed minister. She's spoken, coached, and mentored women and young girls internationally. The key outcomes for her clients are elevation to one's highest self, alignment with spirit and authentic self, and unleashing one's divine feminine power. Lulu values innovation, diversity, service, individuality, and equality. She believes that every woman deserves a bright, shining life that sings to their soul. Now you can see why we've connected at such a great level. Uh, she also hosts a weekly segment, uh, Be Real, Be Raw, Be You with Lulu, The Lulu Experience, I Worship 96, an international radio station. She's a co-author of the international best-selling book, 31 Ways of Influence, and today's conversation is going to be around behind, from behind the mask to the value of authenticity in God. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So as we, as we jump off here, let's really just start with this conversation about the masks that we do wear, and why is it that we even think we need to keep these masks? So Nancy, I think it really goes back to our childhood. And I think that we're taught as women and from the time that we're very young girls that we have to appear to be a certain way. We have to appear to be ladylike. We have to appear to make sure that we are being 
very proper in the way that we have been taught. And what tends to happen is that as we're coming up and our worldview is being shaped, sometimes the authenticity of who we are as children, sometimes that can go dormant because of us being molded to fit into this world that we live in. So sometimes it becomes very difficult for us to really blossom in who we are authentically. We sort of discover who we are authentically as we go through life, but are we really taught to blossom at a very young age? Is our eccentricness and our difference is how we're just so unique. Is that really brought out in us when we're very, very small? Yeah. Well, not, or, not usually. Yeah. Right. Or are we really taught how to serve others and neglect who we are authentically for the benefit of others? Mm-hmm. And I often tell Uh, like a little story of when we are very young. When we are very young, we get all of the gifts and toys that teach us how to serve others. And if we don't embrace that, it's kind of like, oh, well, why don't you like that? Well, don't you see how nice this is? So if we're not embracing what we're taught, where boys, boys are just raised to just be themselves when you think about it. Whatever it is they embrace, it's accepted. But if we're different, maybe we don't want the tea set. Maybe we don't want the baby doll and the carriage and those things. But if you think back to our childhood, for those of us that were very eccentric and very different, how about those of us that had a very expressive opinion, loud voice, How about those of us that were sort of larger than life when we were very young? Is that what was embraced? Or is, you know, no, 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 you can't be that way. So at a young age, subconsciously, we are taught to wear masks. In some cases, that's not everybody's story, but in some cases. Well, and I think that as we grow up and we're being socialized and we get in the school system and we start comparing ourselves to others. Uh, It's very easy for wanting to fit in because one of our, one of the biggest fears we all have is the fear of being criticized, of being judged. So I think as you're talking about this, what comes to mind is from that very early age, we're trying to fit in. And it can feel not good on the inside or out of alignment with who you really are, but where are the models in our life for our children? And even for us as we're, you know, as a grown up, uh, continuing to just let myself be seen and be heard uh, can be a challenge and scary all at the same time. So when did you, have this aha moment or this realization. Tell us how this became your passion and your message to share with others. For, for, for me, the aha moment was really going through a transformational phase myself. Mm-hmm. Everything that I teach, 
everything that I do is because I've actually lived and gone through the process. And one of the things is that I, I knew from a very, very young age that I was different. I knew that I didn't know the word eccentric, but I knew I was different and I later learned. But very often in our families, when you don't know what to do with a very eccentric child, right. their authenticity and who they are at their core, it sort of kind of gets smashed down. Mm-hmm. And they learn to conform throughout their life versus there being a, a balance of who we are in embracing our authenticity. So very quickly, I was named Lulu after the endearing cartoon character, Little Lulu. I remember so, that. <laughs> yes, yes. And if you remember, Little Lulu was, and her gang were always into something. Mm-hmm. But Little Lulu was always taking up someone else's fight. Little Lulu was when you, you know, as an adult, when you examine the character, you can see that she was someone that wanted equality. She certainly didn't give up easily. She was always sort of pestering adults. Well, why not? Well, yes, we can. Well, let's go this direction versus I can't do it. But let me, let me and, say something here. So as, you, as I introduced you earlier for all our listeners, remember that powerhouse I was describing? This is it. <laughs> totally as as you're as you're sharing the bridge i'm like well no wonder i feel that way. <laughs> thank you so much no, i'm sorry so, that's okay that's okay thank you so we can be in that place knowing i mean you know everyone including my parents knew i was different but they didn't necessarily know what to do with me. So while I had the name, all of those really great, that genius and the brilliance and those gifts, it didn't exactly come out then. And so now let's fast forward to adulthood. And I just, I, I, they say when you turn 50, you, you know, something happens. And I'm sure it does, but I think it happened to me probably before 50. And being totally, totally transparent here, I went into the dead heat of menopause at 42. Oh, early. Yes, something happened in my pituitary gland and all of a sudden life changed overnight. No perimenopause, none of that. Went to the doctor, had no idea what was going on and just, you know, happened. They were like, let's run some blood tests and all of a sudden not slowly going down, hormones gone, just zap. So now that takes an effect on our brain and something in a good manner began to wake up in me. So while I was going through what I was going through physically, I began to go through something spiritually and mentally. Mm. And I began to say and recognize, you know what? There's more, there's more. And I began to turn the spotlight on me and I began to examine my life. Well, and I, I want to point out too, that you were in information technology and engineering, a primarily male dominated field. Absolutely. Right? So were you still working in that environment when this came upon you? Yes, I was. And that was the epiphany because I realized that this is not who I am at my core. I had multiple masks, 
for multiple occasions because I had mastered that you can't be yourself. You can't be yourself in a male dominated and, you know, literally a Caucasian male dominated. So not only is it all men, there's not one person in the room that looks like me. There's not one person in the room that looks close to me. Wow. So now you're in this environment and you're in a mindset and even in the corporate world, think about all of these 360 feedback and personalities that we take. And what are we? We're mentored by people that in order to rise, well, you should do it this way. You should think this way. And I'm not talking about the basic things that you learn. I'm talking about style. And we talk about diversity, but true diversity is not just culture and race. It's diversity in thinking. It's diversity in how we go about executing our work. So as I started coming through this, this experience physically, I was also going through something mentally. And I just made up in my mind that, you know, I am not going to have all this male testosterone and this male energy because somebody told me that's the way I need to behave. And that's because that's what's acceptable with my peers. But I began to look at me from creation. And I said, wait a minute. We as females are created divinely different. And that's everything from our brain to our physical body, obviously. Yeah. And I began to look at the power that we have in our divine feminine self. And people would mix that up like feminists. No, I am talking about who I am at my divine core, mm -hmm. who God created me as. And I just began to pull on that. And I just began to take myself through a process that revealed all these various masks that I was wearing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh no, we've, I've got to come from behind the mask. I love it. And let me comment on that for a moment, because as you're talking about the divine feminine and this growing up in a man's world, and we'll just use male, female for the moment. And I, I clearly heard there were a lot of other factors that you had nobody that was like you in your work environment, right? So the, the way that men are use their energy to succeed, I would refer to as force, you know, they, they move forward, they, they take, they go, they give. And I'm, this, I'm not judging this as bad. This is just masculine energy. It's got more push to it. Mm -hmm. The woman's energy is more attractive and magnetic. So as we, as women, are seeking to advance, being taught to use the male energy it doesn't match, right? It doesn't match with who we are. So we're not in alignment. And if we're not in alignment, we can't be the highest expressions of ourselves. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I love you used the key word magnetic. Mm. And it's really being comfortable in tapping into that energy. Mm. It's really being comfortable. And then being around other women that were silently carrying all these unsaid things all these things that we don't talk about, we don't bring up because it's a challenge that we don't want someone to know about. Right, or, or we're not supposed to, don't air your dirty laundry. 
exactly 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 and if you want to succeed this is what you have to do and i will tell you my career soared i i had a great career i mean i i survived and i was flourishing i i i will not say that in that uh, form of having a lot of masculine energy and having that mask. I will not say that I did not progress and I did not um, have great, some great, pretty great success. But I will say that I was nowhere close to my highest self. I was I nowhere close to my highest self. I'm glad. And I, um, mm -hmm. I just want to say I'm really glad you pointed that out because we can succeed. Absolutely in that other way. I did the same thing. I grew up in a male dominated industry of real estate and law, which was primarily mm. male driven. Mm -hmm. And this, a similar type of thing happened for me where my highest level of expression, expansion and flourishing came when I, when I connected, I was doing great before too. This just makes it better. It does. It does. <laughs> and, and, and I will tell you when I began to, I turned the spotlight on myself so strong that I was not, I was determined that I am not going to be a victim in any circumstance. Mm -hmm. And I began to look over my life and I began to look at the challenges that I had. And I began to ask myself, is it just the way the world is or am I magnetizing some of this? So it's a lot about taking the accountability. Sure. And I started taking accountability. And sometimes when we turn the spotlight on ourselves, we won't like what we see, but we can always know that we can do something about it. So I began to say, okay, you know what? I need a whole different mindset shift. And I was able to trace living behind a mask all the way to when I was five years old. Wow. I could actually trace a particular incident where I learned how to live behind masks. I learned, so I was able to trace this back to how you're shaped and molded. And when you have an understanding, now there's some cliches where people say, oh, don't go back in the past, leave it there, it's done and it's over with. I am a firm believer that if we don't understand the root, where we come from and why, we are and what has the way we are and what has shaped and molded us how do you move forward you move forward in ignorance so i went back and i traced those things and i like to think of it as ripping the scab off and this is going to sound a little gross but sometimes it's <laughs> a little gross to do this i get it right <laughs> but i actually went back and i ripped the scab off and what it's not enough to rip the scab off Sometimes, I don't know if you ever go to a, a doctor and there is an infection, they take and they clear and they clean that out. Mm -hmm. They get all that pus out. So you got to dig a little bit and that could be painful. It's mm -hmm. nasty. Really, you know, I'm, I'm making the face. It's nasty. But you rip the scab off and you dig in and you get that pus and you just get rid of it. Now you've got a nice clean, it's a wound because we've had wounds in our past but it's a nice clean wound. And then we take and we pour transformation like an ointment on it. And the healing process begins. And we do that from the inside out. 
Then I started showing up in my true power, which is my divine feminine. Mm -hmm. I showed up as me. And when I found that I left the, the, the masculine, and there is a balance, we have a certain amount of masculine energy. Of course, yeah. Well, I was too far over on the other meter because people were telling me, you have to be like this to get where you want to go. And I began to be just where God wanted me to be. And I embraced that. Mm -hmm. And I always encourage people to have great mentors and sponsors. Mentors and sponsors, as we know, are different. But I had a great mentor. And what he said to me is he said, you know something? He said, my role is not to tell you what to do and what to change. He said, my role is to help you navigate in a very savvy way who you are, what you are, without losing yourself. Mm. And he said, and there in lies will be success. Now, my nature is to be a very human person. I am extremely human in my nature. I'm very caring. So I allowed those gifts and those abilities. I allowed my craziness. I, I allowed that to, to surface to the top and say, you know, it's okay. I'm a little, you know, crazy. But I identified my crazy as my genius. And I actually uncovered that, believe it or not, watching a Steve Jobs commercial years later. Wow. Steve Jobs, if, you know, afterwards, and I encourage the listeners because I teach this in one of um, my sessions, it's called The Crazy People. And it's a commercial that years ago was put together by Steve Jobs and Apple. And I watched that and I have to tell you, the energy, it was like a spontaneous combustion. Right. I'm watching yeah, the me. video. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And as I was watching it, it was like, boom, and I connected. And I was like, okay, crazy is my genius. And I just started operating in who I was authentically. Mm -hmm. And obviously staying in alignment with the rules. And, you know, we know when we are operating in corporate, there are certain things but I didn't, I was no longer losing myself. Nancy, I tell you, my career took off like a rocket. Promotions, instead of promotions being like this spread out, eh, eh, promotions were boom, boom, boom. I had people coming to me with projects that were failed, that they couldn't get done, and all of a sudden, I'm doing them. I'm now responsibility all over the world. And here's the really good sweet part. It wasn't just me growing. I had a truckload of people that I was right. bringing along. Right, that's what leadership is all about. Um, that was most fulfilling. Yeah, so uh, share with our uh, listeners now, if they're, let's say somebody's listening and they now have an inkling that they may not be operating at their highest, most authentic self. What is one tip that you would give them to start that journey of, I guess, looking at the scar and the wound a little bit? Like, what would be the first step? I would say that, and I'm big on journaling, and I'm big on meditation. And prayer is great. I'm a minister, as you mentioned. But prayer is us babbling, blah, 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 blah to God. 
but meditation is listening for the answers. So the first thing that I would say is meditation and journaling. And don't give up if you don't hear something when you first start. It takes some time. Yeah. When I, when I go to, if I have a question that I'm unresolved with, or I don't know the right next step, it can take me five days, 10 days, sometimes 20 days of consistent focus. Uh, and, and I just, the way that I do that with journaling is, um, you know, who do you want me to be? How do you right. want to use me? What is the highest and best for me? And just keep asking it over and over again. That's exactly it. You answered the question. So that's wonderful. But that's something that the key um, word, Nancy, is consistency. I encourage the listeners, don't give up. You will hear an answer. It will come. Continue to ask the questions, but continue to listen intently. The other piece of it is to do something that I call a conscious cleanse. And how we cleanse our consciousness, the, the exercise that I take myself through is I literally take and cleanse and fast from a mental perspective. We hear a lot about the benefit of fasting from food, mm -hmm. but you can fast mentally. And what that means is there's no television, there's no social media, there's no, and it sounds like, you know, it's a difficult thing to do. But sometimes you have to cleanse the conscious of all of the beliefs and everything that's out there. And you just take those days. Now, some people say you got to listen to the news. You need to know what's going on in the world. That's okay. But make sure you are limiting that time. Turn on the news in the morning. Listen to the weather. Maybe you want to get the traffic, whatever's going on. But say, instead of time, set those limits to say, I'm only going to listen for this amount of time. Mm -hmm. All the other time, I'm going to fill my mind, my spirit, and also eating. You know, make it a point to eat really nutritious foods and not junk food. This is a really good place to start. You're cleansing the body. You're eating, but you're just not snacking on potato chips or maybe your favorite, you know, muffin or something like that. You're not and you're not talking about forever. You're saying like 24 hours or 48 hours or something like that. Exactly. Right? You know, however long it takes until you hear what you need to hear. Okay. Some people, it's literally a day. Some people, it's by that night. They're like, you know what? I didn't go on social media. I didn't turn on the television. And when I lay down and went to sleep, bam, I got the biggest download. Well, and it, it's just so in alignment, like for me, I don't know about you, but when I'm in the shower, I get the best ideas because there's the TV's not on, my phone's not ringing, there's nothing else that's going on and it creates that space for me to hear what might be available and this sounds like the same thing. Uh, Lulu, I, I was going to say our time has flown by today. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, can you let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you? Uh, I know you do retreats and coaching and mentoring. You've got all kinds of ways that you support people in living, taking off those masks and living their authentic self in God. So how do they get in touch with you? They can get in touch with me on Facebook. Revolution Ascension mm -hmm. is our business Facebook page. Love that. Um, what I'm learning is that people also go to your personal page. I'm finding that people tend to gravitate to our personal pages. Mm -hmm. So obviously I'm Jacqueline Lulu Brown on Facebook. Our website is www.revolutionascension.com. 
and they can also, um, you know, on Instagram, but I am old school. I'm, I'm a baby boomer. And so I'm old school. So I am pretty much the website. I, I check folks that, cause I do have a free gift on our website. Um, they can download, it's called, um, self, it's a self love and a self worth assessment. Oh, that and, sounds like a great place for people to start. <laughs> so, that's, so they can download that and then, um, you know, they can, they can reach out and all of our events and things that we're doing, the Ascension Academy, all those things are listed on our Facebook page. So, and they can always hear me on Mondays and Fridays on I Worship 96. And that's also on our Facebook page. So good. So good. Well, thank you for being you, fi for finding you, being you, and then showing others how to do the same. It's been a true pleasure to have you with us today. And I'm looking forward to more of these great conversations. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Nancy. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Lots of fun and lots of good juice and meat inside of our conversation today. So be sure to connect with Jacqueline Lulu Brown. Her website is revolutionascension.com. And she's on Facebook and social media. Uh, this has been the Be Real, Get Real podcast with Nancy Matthews from Women's Prosperity Network. And until next time, get out there, my friends, and be real. Be you. Because you are meant to be just uniquely you. And we need that. Have a beautiful day. Thanks again, Lulu. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye.